3: And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not playing a concert on the White House lawn tonight. Here's a fun fact you didn't know. Elton John has been hired by the Biden administration to bust out his piano and sing the hits on the South Lawn. Which is a very fancy way of saying that with 48 days to go till the midterms, Democrats are hoping that Sir Elton bringing down the House with his biggest hits will distract you from the fact that Biden is bringing down the country with his biggest policies. You gotta do better than that. We will discuss it with comedian Charles McBee, my good buddy. You hear him on the show all the time. And power the future executive Daniel Turner is in the House as well. He is not happy. With the green energy comments from Rashida Talib and the Squad, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Today could be the day. I always say we're going to get Turner to drop an F bomb on live radio. I mean, we have a dump button. We're not going to get in trouble, but uh, today might be the day because if you watched the standoff between the Squad and Jamie, Demon of, uh, Jamie Dimon of Jamie Diamond, anyway, of J.P. Morgan Chase about energy, he basically heard her lay out their energy policies and was like, "They're crazy and completely insane." Eight eight eight. 788 9910. If you want to join us in this radio padded room, uh, a couple of quick programming notes off the top of the show. It is a Friday. We just announced, uh, if you're listening on KRMG down in Tulsa, hey girl, we're coming to hang out Friday night, October 7th at the Cape Town Brewing Company. We're going to be hanging out, doing a live meet and greet from 4 to 6 at the Cape Brewing Company. Uh, It's 4 to 6. It is a free event uh, in conjunction with the River Spirit Casino Resort, which is fancy schmancy. I mean – First class all the way. They're staging a free event. You can register. You can get all the info on krmg.com and the KRMG app. You'll meet your main man, Jimmy Fala, Uh Some of the Fox team. We're going to hang out. Uh, the brewmaster at the brewery is naming a drink after me for the night, which means you can probably help me make it back to my hotel because I'm going to be in bad shape. Fat,
2: drunk, and stupid is no
3: way to go through life, son. It's the only way to fly. Uh, I, I disagree with Dean Warmer. Also... If you're listening down in the Oklahoma area, Saturday night, yo, Uh, Saturday night, October the 8th. We're doing this in conjunction with 96.9 The Eagle Killer Station. I'm going to be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center doing a stand-up event, doing a live stand-up event at the Expo Center. That is in Enid, Oklahoma, just outside the city. Tickets for that available at Ticketstorm.com. It is going to be a banger. Basically, when I get on the road to do stand-up, and people who are listening to the show right now can call in to attest to this, uh, it's a great hang, and uh, I get to say all the things that I couldn't say on the air or I would absolutely positively get fired. (laughs) So it's like it's half stand up event. It's half like therapy session. You know what I mean? Because I get to get out there and, you know, really cut loose, as they say, and be the feral cat that I came up as. You know, now they've kind of housebroken me. They've polished me up. They take me to the groomer. They look me, you know, make me look presentable on TV. Uh, But stand up, stand up. We're talking jeans, T-shirts, cowboy boots and a lot of liquor. So if you're in the area Saturday night, October the 8th, we're at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. You can get tickets for that at Tickets. Storm.com. People of Oklahoma, rise up. Uh, note number two, really quickly. Lincoln Fela, my demon spawn, will not be appearing on the show today.
2: Boo! Boo! That was the worst thing I ever heard.
3: I know a lot of people are taking that hard. Here's the reason. Uh, the 2-0 and o Clark Rams... We're scheduled to play a game tomorrow, uh, but the visiting team is short players and cannot stage a team. Uh, they, don't, they don't have enough players to field the team, so they are forfeiting the game. The Link man improves the 3-0 on the year, but they don't really have to earn this one because they're not even going to play a game. So George from Queens, Lincoln Fela, will return to the show that he claims he carries. Uh, he will be back next Friday to continue to kid himself about the fact that he covers and carries this show. Shut your mouth, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, but the Biden administration also struggling to feel the team at the White House right now that can lead America to victory. That's true. That is true. How can I make that claim, though? Because for the second time in two weeks, they are busting out another singer on the White House lawn, whose best albums are available on A-track, okay? And yes, for those of you listening under the age of 45 – an A-track was a music format that predated something you've also never heard of called the cassette, which predated something your parents listened to called the compact disc. But Elton John is recording uh, a made-for-TV special tonight for the a and Network on the White House lawn. This was uh, the booking idea of Joe Biden.
4: Oh, Lordy Lord, he's
3: desperate. It's Democrat 101. I wrote about this at great length yesterday for FoxNews.com. You can... Read that if you want to go there. Uh, I will post it on the Fox Cross America Facebook page as well. But when I say it's Democrat 101, it's what they always do at election time. Rather than pushing their policies, because their policies haven't helped anybody, they show up and do these ham-handed bonding attempts. Like, do you remember in 2020 when Biden showed up and played Despacito down in Miami and everybody was like, this is ridiculous Or maybe worse than that was Jill Biden going down to San Antonio trying to bond with Latino voters by calling them breakfast tacos. That was embarrassing. Even more. She she said bodegas were bogadas. Like every time the Democrats try to demonstrate a connection with the voters – They actually highlight just out of touch with the voters they are. Bingo. Okay, I like Elton John. He's a great singer. I mean, they play a lot of Elton John songs at Trump events. So it's not like I'm here to disparage Elton John. Let him go have his concert. I'm sure he's going to do a great job. But the point is, he's not the only one on a farewell tour right now. Joe Biden is on his way out the door. Tell him like it is. Okay, and the reason I make that statement is because Nancy Pelosi— who is running the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, who is by default your president. Okay, she is. She's the president. She's the House speaker. They just can't make her, you know, she basically runs everything in the Democratic Party except the Department of Transportation because they don't want anyone who's married to Paul Pelosi in charge of your driving. Paulie P, hire an Uber. But here's Pelosi being asked on whether or not Biden should run again. And everything you need to know about whether or not Biden's going to run again can be summed up by the reaction of Nancy Pelosi, not only the most powerful person in the Democratic Party, but the most powerful fundraiser in the Democratic Party. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Damn right you are. Here it is. Clip one.
5: President Biden is the president of the United States. He did a great service to our country. He defeated Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. If you care about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the education of our children, jobs for our our, um, their families, pensions for their seniors, any subject you can name. I'm I'm not going into politics about whether the president should uh, should run or not.
3: Did you hear that? That's the end part that matters, not the political statement. The clean water, the air we breathe. The water that we drink. Nancy
5: Pelosi is a total dingbat.
3: Okay, I own a politics to English dictionary. Okay, it's the superpower of the show. I have no formal broadcast training. I am a hot mess, professional hot mess. But when the most powerful woman in politics in the Democratic Party is asked whether or not Joe Biden should run again in 2024, nothing she says matters other than. Her actual response to the question. So what do you hear? You hear clean energy, Donald Trump, education. Don't change the subject. Just answer the question. She answered the question with a non-answer. She said, I'm not going into politics about whether the president should run or not. What does that mean? She don't want him running. You are correct, sir. If she wants the guy running. okay. think about it this way. If you ask your kids if they want to go get ice cream, they instantaneously say. They don't say, yeah, I'm not going to get into the politics. You know, ice cream is good. We all like cookie dough. I'm always into the cake batter, but I'm not going to get into the politics of ice cream. I think he's got a point. If you're passionate about something, if you think something is a good idea. Okay, you come right out and say it. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. This is where Joe Biden finds himself less than two months before the midterms. I don't doubt that on some level, some remote level. He wants to run again because power, it's amazing. You got power. You're the president of the United States, except in his case, he's not really the president of the United States. They walk back literally everything he says because nobody at the top of that administration has any idea what they're doing.
6: I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message.
3: OK, but that being said, somewhere in the recesses of his mind, somewhere in the recesses of Joe Biden's mind, She's down for another four years of elder abuse. She wants to trot him back out there so we can watch him get lost at the end of the speech or shake hands with invisible people. I mean, that's been going on.
6: We have a president that is clearly not all there.
3: Okay, did you see the speech this week that everybody's making fun of on Twitter? He finishes the speech and he wanders to the right of the stage. He wanders to the left of the stage. First of all, where is a handler? Because I don't doubt other presidents would find themselves in this position if they were 20 years younger. Sometimes you just don't know where to go. The problem with Biden is when you elect a president in his late hundreds who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished, when people see him take three renditions of Hail to the Chief to get off the stage— They start to draw the conclusions that the energy's running, but there's nobody behind the wheel. I agree with that. Okay, and Joe Biden finds himself in a very unique position in presidential politics, and that we're going into the midterm elections. The incumbent always loses seats. They do. Trump lost seats, Obama lost seats, Bush lost seats. You know, Bill Clinton lost seats, okay? They lose seats in midterm elections. It happens. Okay, but the problem the Democrats have is they're trying to straddle this line between distancing themselves from Biden because if you notice there's not a single high profile democrat asking him to campaign. Tim Ryan was asked if he wanted Biden to come out to Ohio, one of the most consequential Senate races in the country, and he was like you've never seen a more uncomfortable man in his life. Hey, are you here to campaign with Joe Biden? No, I was uh I was meeting a hooker. Uh he should have been here by now. I don't know what the I don't know what what the hold up is. Joe Biden? No, I would never admit such an embarrassing thing. They don't want to go anywhere near the guy. Okay, but at the same time They do need to create the perception that these policies are working. The Democrats can't run on, hey, we just ruined the country for two years, so let us retain control of the Senate and the Congress. So what they're doing is they're trying to maintain that delicate balance of not acknowledging the existence of Joe Biden or the potential for more Joe Biden in 2024, but at the same time telling you, we're doing a really Good job. That is a fact check false. Yeah, They're running the country into the ground. Okay, and we know that. We've watched it happen. Whether you're talking about inflation or crime on the border. Oh, they're now starting to admit. Did you see Fauci, that dirtbag? We knew these draconian lockdowns would have consequences for the kids. He should be behind bars. But do you know why Fauci stood by those draconian lockdowns that were consequential for the kids? Because it became a wedge political issue. In the summer of 2020, running up to the election, the American Academy of Pediatrics said, hey, kids are safer in the classroom than they are at home. Lockdowns don't help the kids. They become depressed. They get suicidal. They harm themselves. Heaven forbid they're being harmed in a domestic household where there's a situation of domestic abuse. Much harder to diagnose that over Zoom than it is in the classroom. Kids are safer in the classroom. But Fauci and the Democrats put the politics before the people as they always do. And the kids didn't go back to school in the fall of 2020, despite our own American Academy of Pediatrics saying they should. But that Fauci advocating for the establishment wants and needs. Why? Because the teachers union is the biggest lobbyist group. The most powerful organization in the Democratic Party meant the kids had to take a backseat for a year and get royally screwed up. We have screwed up a generation of kids because the politics were more important than they were. Fauci is very much... um, Emblematic of what Biden is career politicians, the power more powerful than the people, more important than the people, which is why you've got an Elton John concert at the White House tonight. They can't really own Joe Biden's policies. At the same time, they don't want to say, hey, this guy sucks, get him out of here. So they're going to pretend it's working, trot out a couple of popular singers like James Taylor and Elton John to sing along and hope nobody notices while they're passing the tip jar back and forth between the pianos.
0: It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton Joe.
7: The border is a mess. mess.
0: 12 Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. so good, it's like a drug.
7: Don't let my son smoke crack on me, cause then he gets naked, it always winds up on TV.
0: Elton Joe, coming soon to a retirement home near you.
7: Lost my damn mind, I lost my damn mind.
2: You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
3: Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, also going to be your TV buddy tonight. I will be on the Fox Business Network at 5.30 with the great Brian Brenberg, and then at 7 p.m. on the Fox News Channel with Jesse Waters and Emily Campagno in a game called Sink or Swim. we having like a news quiz face-off. I am not losing. I'm, I'm just not having it this week, man. Champ is not happy, and anyone who gets in the way is going down. And you know we love Emily, the human happy hour. She hangs out with my wife, all of that great stuff. Oh, she's so fun. We did outnumbered together yesterday. Get her out. Get her out of here. I don't care. Uh, You know who else I don't care for? Ron Klain, Biden's chief of staff. Joe Biden named him the chief of staff when he won the election. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And Ron Klain is just a jackass. Retweet some of the dumbest things you've ever heard on Twitter. Uh, But he was asked also about Biden running and said, again, that it's his intention to run. But obviously something could happen. Yeah, that something is called reality. Here it is. Clip two. You know, as he said, he intends to run. And uh, that's kind of the
8: formulation he has to give uh, to not like trigger federal election law and require us to file a bunch of forms and whatever. Um, uh, That is definitely his intention. Obviously, something could happen. Uh, As he said, he's a he's a believer in fate. You know, he's seen all kinds of things in his life. So he's not going to say where he'll be in December today. He respects the fact that a lot of things can happen. But it is his intention to run. uh, And uh, I, I believe he will run.
5: If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences.
3: He's not running. Just so you understand. He's not running. And the rest of today's show is basically an explanation of why he's not running. Every one of these policies is historically unpopular. Even they're yelling and screaming about the climate change bill. Did you see John Kerry, that dirtbag, asked yesterday about the Inflation Reduction Act? He's calling it the IRA, which, by the way... Kind of weird connotations for our Irish listeners in the crowd, but he keeps referring it to the IRA. Why? Because he doesn't want to call it the Inflation Reduction Act because he knows it doesn't reduce inflation. That's true. That and is true. His, his comment yesterday flat out admitted it. Ah, the IRA this great bill. You know, it's a little tricky from a political standpoint, but the whole point was not to reduce inflation. It was climate change. And that's a win. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are. And long story short, the head one is historically unpopular for being so, and he's a goner. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fela. Busy day on the show. Daniel Turner's going to be here. He is the Power of the Future executive director. Comedian Charles McBee, guy I started out with here in the city. He's actually our dog sitter. He watches Bixby uh, when we go out, you know, and take the occasional Fela family vacation when the Jackson 3 get together, rent a convertible, and just drive places. That's what I do with my family. I I share this stuff a lot with you guys. You know, there's so many quality of life improvements you can make right now that don't cost any money. You know, it's such a stressful time in the country because the economy is crushing all of us. That's why I had Steve Ducey on the other day to promote his cookbook. Well, it was that and the fact that the media team here held me off the building by my ankles. And we're like, you sell that book, fat man. I'm kidding. Steve Ducey's great. Uh, As you know, I have been extolling on the virtues of his cookbook for two years because it was one of the things that improved my quality of life and cost me nothing. I basically know how to cook three amazing recipes that involve tater tots that have convinced people I'm like a Michelin chef. But the point is, this is a type of happiness I could have achieved on a cab driver's salary. Okay, I don't live like a lavish, extravagant life uh, and you don't have to to be happy. So I always try to make these points uh, like when me, Jenny and Lincoln go away, we don't do anything. We usually run a convertible and just drive around and look at stuff and make fun of Jenny until she gets out of the car. Uh, but it's always great fun. And she even admits like three hours later after extensive shock therapy that she had a good time, too. But right now, uh, the people who are not having a good time in this country, the people who are fleeing the Democratic Party in droves are Latinos. Uh, you know, polling out this week shows that Biden has lost – Uh, Under his leadership, anyway, the Democratic Party has lost 30 points with Latinos. Biden sucks. OK, and Jill Biden isn't much better. You know, flying her down the San Antonio to call Bodegas Bogadas and say that they're a bunch of breakfast tacos. Again, a ham-handed bonding attempt designed to make it look like there's a connection with that community. But when the Democrats speak to minority communities, what they usually highlight is just how little of a connection there happens to be. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Or who could forget Hillary Clinton pandering uh, about carrying hot sauce?
6: Hot sauce. Really? Yes. (laughs) Oh,
3: I mean, if we're going to get into Hillary, by the way, who could forget Hillary uh, putting on a little bit of an accent that I got to be honest. Does not uh, sound like her original one. It sounds a little bit like she was playing to the demographics of the room when she talked about how energized she was for the fight. I
5: don't feel no ways tired.
3: Okay, the Democrats have a big problem right now with the minority vote because, and I said this on Outnumbered yesterday, okay, the Democrats have empathy as their brand. That's their brand, okay? We care. We're here from you. But empathy as a trait means you actually go out and help these communities. Are the Democrats helping minority communities right now? The answer would be no. Not even a little, okay? And I can break it down by community. But when you start with the Latino community, people who migrated to this country legally are furious, With the Democrats, not only an embrace, but a push for illegal immigration. Illegal immigration puts people on the government teat, okay? It costs taxpayers money, okay? It doesn't champion American values and say, hey, you're an American now and, you know, carry your culture right with you, but also buy into the fact that we're all part of this great American bargain, And that we did come here to pay taxes and contribute to the system. And I understand. I welcome people to this country. We just want them to be a part of the country okay we don't want them living on the fringes in the underground just catching stimulus checks because democrats are hoping they can vote someday and they'll send their money and they'll send their vote back to washington so they can hold on to whatever that stimulus happens to be because all of that stimulus all of those benefits all of those medicaid rolls okay it's all coming out of your pocket
1: thanks big government weenuses
3: and that means latino pockets that's why latinos are mad people did not migrate to this country to hear the Democrats demonize success. People don't come to America because they want to beat the rich. They come to America because they want to join the rich.
2: He knows what he's talking about.
3: Again, they don't come here being like, oh, the rich are screwed. No, America is the land of opportunity. That's why people come to America. They want to make a better life for their family. They don't come here for subsidized poverty. Oh, if I could just get to America. Government will cut me a check so I continue to vote for them and we can have generational poverty in the family.
4: Government is not the solution to our problem. Government
3: is the problem. And Latino voters know that. That's why the Republicans are having the surge that they do. You look at someone like Myra Flores, who was on this show. First Mexican-born woman in Congress, okay, in a district that historically votes Democrats 76% of the time. Okay, you look at places like McAllen and look at the demographics in Del Rio. It's 95% Democrat. They have a Republican mayor now. Why? Because the Democrats have failed Latino voters. I think he's got a point. And by Latino voters, I mean people who migrated to this country legally in pursuit of the American dream. Okay, the Democrats aren't selling the American dream, they're selling America's systemically racist. This whole thing is a stacked deck. You shouldn't even try. You need the government to help you up. You can't do it on yourself. Black people aren't capable of getting an ID. They're infantilizing minorities. And they're selling them this farce that America somehow is a bad place to be. And the Latino reaction to that is essentially, we're not going to sit here. And listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. They don't like it, dude. They don't like it. Most people don't like it. We're in America. It's the home team. You don't buy season tickets to the Yankees because you want to root against the, you know, the team. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. People who are risking their lives to come here aren't coming here to badmouth the place. Okay, you come here because you're in on the joke. This is it. You got into the hottest bar on the strip. Got the best drinks, the best looking women, the best decor, the best everything. America, this is the place. Like if the world was a singles bar, okay? America is the singles bar with the hottest, horniest women.
7: Hubba, hubba.
3: Okay, and that's why people are coming here. They're not coming here because they think it's just filled with pigs who are in a bad mood. They're coming here because America is a place where everybody can get paid and laid.
4: Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible.
3: And again, this is not Jimmy Fallon doing some right-wing Fox News stuff. This is MSNBC. Here's Paola Ramos, who flat out said, Democrats are losing the Latino vote. Here it is, clip 12.
9: Fast forward to where we are now. We're not just talking about Mayra Flores. There's three Latina Republicans in South Texas that are running for office, that are completely transforming the dynamics of politics in Texas. Right? And I think the message is that suddenly this hypothetical question of, can the Rio Grande Valley know this? stronghold for the democrats this majority latino region can a place like that suddenly become the region that gives republicans this final push they need through the finish line that used to be a hypothetical question it no longer is so i think the point here isn't to really sensationalize this story we're not trying to say that republicans are winning the national latino vote what we're trying to say is that democrats are losing it no and that latinos are sending a message and we need to listen
3: imagine that okay And did you hear that nod along? Hmm. Okay, here's more of this. But what she's saying is the Democrats, again, they're still in the lead. The, The Democrats were plus 34 with Latino voters, plus 34. You know what they are now? Okay, they're plus 11. That can't be good. No, because they can't win elections without minority support. The Democrats lose overwhelmingly in other areas. And essentially, they've been able to hold on and monopolize minority support by demonstrating empathy as a brand. We care about you. The Republicans are a bunch of racists. But empathy is a trait, meaning get out there and help these people. Get out there and deliver and improve the quality of life in minority communities. Dude, not even a little. Okay, the Democrats are talking about climate change right now and gender change. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about late-term abortion. Latinos are overwhelmingly pro-life. Okay, overwhelmingly. Very religious community. They're overwhelmingly pro-life. They don't want to abort babies in the third grade. Okay, sorry, Stacey Abrams. Sorry, all of you maniacs in the Democratic Party like AOC who are out there, you know, wearing abortion like a badge of honor. In Latino communities and communities with traditional family values, in communities— that look for the good in life and not the bad, okay, who don't want to be told they're oppressed 24 hours a day. These democratic policies are completely alien to their way of life. Okay, again and again and again, people are calibrated to have fun, to go out and have a good time in life. What the Democrats are trying to sell is perpetual victimhood. There's no fun to be had. Check your privilege. The white man's bringing us down. And that's what the Democrats do. They trot out rich minorities to tell everybody how oppressed minorities are.
4: Come on, don't bullshit me.
3: That's what they do. AOC is driving a Tesla. She's making $170,000 a year and God knows what else she's doing and having a good time. And every time she gets in front of a microphone because she is a low IQ TikToker. She just tells everybody, you know, from her life of spectacular prosperity. Oh, it's no fair here. It's like so hard, guys. Like, I don't even know, like, the patriarchy. the Republicans. And, you know, but Latinos aren't bonding with this. They're not flocking to this. They're like, this is stupid. Nobody gets out of bed looking to be a victim. But in the Democratic mindset, victimhood is currency now. And that's why they're losing the Latino vote. Here's a little more Paola Ramos. It's clip 13.
9: The top line here is that immigration has truly never been a top issue for Latinos. And I think that's the myth. The myth is if you talk about migrants, you no, know, if, you, if you show these stories, that Latinos will vote for you. That's not true. Latinos care about the economy. They care about crime. They care about jobs. They care about education. That's it. They want to be talked to and spoken to the same way that Democrats would go out for any other vote. No, so I think it's a matter of at least, if you're looking at the story of Mayra Flores, at least Matching that no, at least spending the resources, at least showing up and listening. And I think that's the story here. No, Latinas, as I said at the beginning, they're sending a message. They're drifting away. They're walking away from the Democratic Party. And
3: listen,
4: I admire your honesty.
3: OK, spot on. They are walking away. They are running away from the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party's message is, you know, welcome to America. It sucks here. Nobody's on board for that, man the reason this show is successful. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just honest about the fact that if you live here, as divided as we are politically, you've hit the lottery. Yeah, it sucks right now. They have run the quality of life in this country into the ground. Biden sucks. Okay. In every way, in our lifetime, we have never seen the across the board deterioration of America the way we're seeing under Joe Biden. They can highlight their little things. There's more equity. The Air Force is banning the word mom and dad to create a more inclusive gender. We're doing that now. Okay? But that is stupid. <laughs> like, there's no other foreign military that's like, oh, goodness gracious, we got to get this pronoun thing under control. No, they're thinking war, death, destruction, kill. Okay? Their militaries are thinking about hurting people. Our militaries are thinking about hurt feelings. That's where we're living right now. What the hell is the world coming to? And it's the biggest problem the Democrats are having right now is they keep selling oppression. Okay, they keep using wokeness as a political weapon. Everything woke turns to but to reasonable people, they don't want oppression. They want want to succeed. They want succession. They want to move on up. They want to make money. They want to improve their way of life. And in a nutshell, like what's going on with the military right now? We can spend more time on this later in the show with Charles McBee. The fact that we're trying to create a woke military, that doesn't appeal to the Latinos who come to this country and fight for it. That doesn't appeal, okay, to any minority community that fights for this country, or any, to be clear, any white community that fights for this country, okay? It's war. It's not about hurt feelings or inclusion. There's no room on the battlefield for racism, okay? You're never gonna hear, cover me, I'm going in. But not you people. I don't like you people. That's you, you get it. That's why they're losing. OK, they're losing because they're prioritizing the wrong things, things that don't appeal to people who are getting crushed, by the way. OK, when you talk about illegal immigration, the Latino position, especially if they live down in Texas, is the same as everybody else's position. This is trampling our towns. Listen to this Texas farmer living near the border talking to Fox News Digital. This is clip 14.
2: All three of those guys. Run towards the street. Trying to make this fast, but I won't go fast. You can see him run back. One, one, two, and the third got the red shoes. They try breaking into my house. My front door is locked. They razzle dazzle my porch. They try my other door, my laundry room door. That's locked. And they come running out. Boom. One, two, three, and they go into my parents' house right next door. And of course, their door's wide open. Boom, boom, boom. Straight to their kitchen behind the island and the pantry. Um, I can't fast forward this darn thing fast enough to show you. Border Patrol shows up. Let me see if that'll work. Uh, border Patrol shows up. Boom, they're running in. They're running in. I'm already running in behind the guys with Border Patrol behind me.
3: So you get that right there? That's a guy who's having his property overwhelmed, who has Border Patrol all over him who has his community deteriorating, overwhelmed by the influx of migrants, okay? And the Democrats aren't addressing reality. They're selling woke garbage, and when they're not doing that, they're attempting to bond by referring to Latinos as ethnic foods,
0: Joe Biden isn't a medical doctor, but even she knows that breakfast is your strength. So don't skip the most important meal of the day. Get down to Joe Biden's breakfast cart for a dish that's truly one of a kind.
9: As distinct as the bodega's of the Bronx,
0: Joe Biden's breakfast cart serves up heaping portions of political pandering that are so good they get lost in translation. She say quad We may use fake words like Latinx, but all of our dishes are 100% real, and every one of them is...
9: As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio.
0: Other restaurants charge big money, but Jill Biden's breakfast cart will only cost you your dignity. And best of all, her husband Joe keeps it open 24 hours a day, just like our southern border. We cost a new casa. So don't overpay for breakfast ever again. Get down to Jill Biden's breakfast cart for a shameless spread
2: that's... As
9: beautiful as the blossoms of Miami.
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, we're heading down to Oklahoma. You can hear a lot about this because it's coming soon. You're listening on 96.9 The Eagle. Uh, Saturday night, October 8th, I'm going to be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. That's in Enid, Oklahoma. And those tickets are available at Ticketstorm.com. It's a 7 o'clock show, Saturday night, October the 8th. It's going to get rowdy if you're listening on The Eagle. I've never been to Oklahoma. I'm pumped up for this. Uh, I'm warming up for it Friday night, uh, doing an event with KRMG. Uh, That is Friday night, October 7th at the... Uh, Cape Town Brewing Company, okay, and uh, we can't wait. That's going to be a wild one. Uh, This is the thing, man. When I get out on the road, it's like an Amish rum springer. You know what I'm saying? get out of the house, I get to go try electricity and get crazy, and we will be getting nuts. It's the Cape Brewing Company, Friday, October the 7th from 4 to 6 p.m. Saturday night, 7 p.m., the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Tickets at Ticketstorm.com. Let's go.
2: Live from Everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl! It sure is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a
3: man who is not an idiot. You're not telling me the truth. No, no, hold on. That's a cheap shot at me. I am not an idiot. Like, listen, man, I, I can tell you that I'm low, o- Q- uh, low IQ, and that fee- people, few people, have done more with less. I can't even spit the words out today. Uh, but if you were to compare me to say, oh, I don't know, Rashida Talib in the squad. Oh, my goodness gracious. We have some comments to get in off the top of the hour here. OK, normally there's some razzle dazzle. I make a couple of balloon animals, do a couple of card tricks. Hey, here's a joke about my kid. But no, uh, this green energy movement, as you know, it's a little bit of a scam. It's kneecapping our economy right now. It's the reason that fuel prices have been as volatile as they are. It's the reason we're bringing on Daniel Turner, the executive director of Power the Future, to react to the comments that were made by Rashida Tlaib this week, comments which were reacted to, of course, famously now by Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of JPMorgan Chase. I'm going to put this into English if you're listening to the show for the first time. Okay, the Democrats, like every other issue, are trying to use social pressure as a way of getting their way. Meaning, vote with us or you're a racist. Vote for us or you're a homophobe. Vote for us or you're a transphobe. Vote for us or you're trying to destroy the earth. So, okay, a couple of big bank executives were testifying on the Hill. Rashida Tlaib, uh asked them flat out uh, if these banks would stop funding fossil fuels. I mean, giving loans to fossil fuel companies, Han- handling subsidies that get transferred, you know, fossil fuels, the things that heat your home, the things that power your car, the things that are used. And if you look around yourself right now, wherever you happen to be listening to this show, okay, whether you're at work, okay, whether you're, you know, listening in a pair of iPods in an airport waiting to board a flight. Uh, whether you're out for a jog, whatever you're doing. Like, what, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now. you at a strip club, a daytime strip club. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, okay? But the point is, whenever I go to a meet and greet, people tell me where they listen, and my mind is blown. They're oh, I I listen to you every day. I'm a deep-sea fisherman. I'm like, that's amazing. I listen to you every night under the covers. I'm like, that's kind of kinky. You know, I listen to you at the gym. Which I think is amazing. You're listening to some fat guy while you're supposed to be getting skinny. I don't get the point. But people always tell me they listen everywhere. The reason I bring up the everywhere that you happen to be listening is because no matter where you are right now, if you look around, 95% of the products, probably 98% of the products were made with the use of fossil fuels. I think he's got a point. Okay, Everything. You know what else is made with fossil fuels can't be made without them right now? Are you ready for it? Electric vehicles. Oh, wow. That's the whole end around when it comes to the war on fossil fuels. We're not going to use them to fill up your car. We're just going to use them to make the car that doesn't require gas. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And we're going to buy all the minerals from China. The biggest polluter in the world by a margin of 10. We're going to save the earth this way. I'm telling you. They're crazy. They're nuts. Okay. And Jamie Dimon, to his credit, guy's kind of politically agnostic. Okay. Most of the big bank donations on Wall Street, every time the Democrats yell about Wall Street versus Main Street, Wall Street donates about 92% of the Democratic Party. Okay. All of their money comes from Wall Street. That's why they come up with catchy phrases like Wall Street and Main Street. It makes it sound like they care. Do the Democrats really care at their core? The answer would be no. Not even a little. Would you stop it? Okay, but the point is, when Jamie Dimon is put on the hot seat about political issues, he very strategically tries to answer questions so he's not embracing one ideology or another. But when it comes to issues of finance, or shall I say financial suicide, to his credit, he was very blunt with Rashida Tlaib, When she asked him if he would pledge, if banks would pledge to stop funding fossil fuels, you know, the things that are making 95 percent of the products in your life right now. Here's that exchange. Okay, clip 24.
1: You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to line with pathways to net zero in 2050. So no new fossil fuel production starting today. So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list because, again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr.
4: Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sir, you know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably re- re- take out their account and close their account. You obviously don't care about working class people in frontline communities like ours that are facing huge amounts of high rates of asthma, respiratory issues and so much more. Cancer rates are so high among my communities that I represent. What would you do with a brain if you had one?
3: Did you hear that? Did you? I mean, really what she just said. okay? you obviously don't care about my communities, people of color, people getting sick. Give me what I want. Give me what I want or you're a bigot.
5: Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along
3: with their stupid ideas. Totally. She didn't hit him with science. Like, how dare you? not pledged to stop funding fossil fuels. I've got fact A, fact B, and fact C that says you got to do it my way. Okay, she ain't hitting them with the science. Put
4: up or shut
3: up. And she ain't shutting up. Okay, you know the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Okay, the climate people attacking you are pounding the table. Not pounding the facts, they're pounding the table. You don't care about people Folks shouldn't pay their student loans. Yeah, I mean, really think about this, okay, on two levels. One, if people go out there and just shut down their accounts, they're not actually allowed to not pay the student loan. Like, if you owe them a loan, these people are going to destroy their credit. The burden will fall onto us as taxpayers, which means minorities too. You know, the Democrats don't like to. Admit this, but minorities are regular working people in this country. They have driver's licenses. They own houses. They celebrate birthdays, have big fancy parties, drive nice cars, make mountains of money just like everybody else because they're just people. okay? but the Democrats try to infantilize the minority community. You can't, you know, do anything but hand them the world and give us our way because we're the ones who care. So go along with our asinine policies or you're racist. That's what this exchange was. But number two, and this is the part nobody gets. This is what we're going to talk about with Daniel Turner. Okay, getting rid of fossil fuels is what he just said, the road to hell for America. There is no feasible, practical world where we can have a world without fossil fuels. They provide, produce and contribute to 95 percent of the things you're looking at right now. Ninety five percent of the things you're looking at. We're looking at a water bottle. Okay, what are you looking at? A pair of shoes? What are you looking at right now? Is it a, you know, old-school uh, tape deck? It could be anything. anything you look, you look, oh, a computer? Oh, a table? A chair? What are you looking at? Everything you're looking at in this room right now has something to do with fossil fuels. Okay, something to do with them. Okay, if the room happens to be heated or cooled, guess what? Okay, everything. And when you eliminate these products, when you make them more scarce— The cost of them goes up. Who gets hurt by rising costs? Low-income communities. Everything the Democrats do in the name of virtue signaling winds up harming the people they purport to care about. It's no different than defunding the police. Who do you think gets the bill for defunding the police? The black community. Their murder rate is spiked by 35%. The black community wasn't out there saying defund the police. The white community, hoping to win political points with the black community, was like, we've got it. We're going to go out. We're going to call the police racist because we care about you folks. You're a loony. That was basically the black reaction. Okay, Charles McBeal will be here later. He's a comedian. He's a black comedian. Okay, he was, to his credit, when everybody was burning down Democratic-run cities in the summer of 2020, saying there was no world where he or any other member of the black community— in their right mind, thought we should be doing this without cops. Why? Because in any community, the criminals are always going to be a bigger threat than the cops that have sworn an oath to protect us against them. But in an effort to virtue, signal, and score currency, the Democrats went out and said, no, you don't understand. The cops are the bad guys, not the murderer we're letting out on bail. No, it's the cops. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. And the problem they're having right now in the Democratic Party in this push for green energy is, yeah, they're selling a lot of crazy. They're selling a lot of oppression, but they're not helping anybody. You know, to the earlier poll we were discussing about Biden losing 30 points with Latino voters, they're down 12 points with black voters because calling people racist doesn't pay the bills. Calling people racist doesn't heat the house, doesn't keep you safe. Okay, certainly doesn't keep the stock market up. Do you know what this current stock report is? You know, we always have a guy come on Fox News on TV, you know, at the top of the hour to give you a business update on the stock market. Here is his actual stock market report as of five minutes ago. Ah!
7: Ah, no,
4: no!
3: And then he just jumped off a bridge all we have. I don't even want to get into the numbers because all of you who have 401ks are going to check it. You're not supposed to check your 401k. It's like a slow cooker. Set it and forget it. Okay, check it down the road. You check it today, you're just going to be drinking. It's not good. And they've mismanaged everything. Why? Because it's not a pro-business climate. The Democrats are not pro-growth. They're pro-oppression. They're pro-things like climate change, which again puts our economy at a huge disadvantage. Huge disadvantage. You know why people are fleeing California? High tax, high crime. Okay, businesses fleeing California, high tax, high crime, really high tax. And what happens is people flee. Okay, all of these programs, all of these government subsidies that are being handed out, that cost, that burden falls on fewer taxpayers. So now you got high tax, high crime, but for the people who stick around, they get even higher taxes to go with the higher crime. Just hold on to your
7: pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement.
3: But this is the deal, okay? When you look at all of this, Janet Yellen was asked to speak about it, okay? She said, well, she expects inflation to come down in 2023. Janet Yellen was the same woman who told us inflation was transitory you don't have a clue but here she is clip 22.
5: I believe it's going to come down certainly next year although let's be clear there are risks Um, we're seeing uh, Putin weaponize oil and gas um, in fighting this war so um, we remain vulnerable to supply shocks but um, I think the Fed is clearly committed to bringing inflation down, and I expect that to be successful.
8: Get her out.
3: Get her out of here. She has no idea. She told us with a straight face inflation was transitory. Why? Because she knew it was going to stick around, but she didn't want the Democrats to get the political bill at the time. So it went from, and and you remember this, because this is every Democratic party, every Democratic crisis, okay? Whether we're talking about the border, whether we're talking about inflation, doesn't matter. Okay, it goes from it's not a crisis. You shut your mouth if you say it's a crisis. You put a quarter in the swear jar. It is not a. I will not. I will not sit here. They call you by your middle name. They're like James Robert Fela. I will not sit here and have you call it a crisis. That's what they do. And then a few months later, they're like, all right, it's a, you know, a little bit of a problem, but it's transitory. And then when it's there a year later, they're like, oh, MAGA, Trump's fault. It's all, you know, this shouldn't even been a thing. But the MAGA Republicans, Democrats are so full of crap. And then when that doesn't work, it's Putin's fault or anything in between. And that's where we're at now. okay? but the real reason we're in this position is not because of MAGA. It's not because of Putin. It's because the Democrats have a green energy agenda that's nobody else's but theirs. Okay, again, the Inflation Reduction Act is being hailed as the biggest climate change expenditure in the history of this government. But it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, why is it called the Inflation Reduction Act? Because nobody was going to vote for a big, giant climate bill.
2: Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right.
3: So understand, they had to Trojan horse climate change. Into an Inflation Reduction Act. OK, a priority that was nobody's is now a tax bill that is everybody's. And that's why the economy's tanking. And that's why they're about to lose everything in the midterms. OK, you know, Lincoln Fela comes on the show and says, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. OK, that's all they know how to do. Okay, they're doing it with Elton John tonight on the White House lawn. They did it two weeks ago with James Taylor celebrating an inflation reduction bill that doesn't reduce the issue of inflation. Not even close.
7: The stock market was falling. But there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring And my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane Sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen hunters' crimes, but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men
2: Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy we will be right back.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're having a big grown-up talk about all things America. Daniel Turner's going to be here. Charles McBee's going to stop by. Opening up for both of them, listening on KROE out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Vicky is in the house. Yo, Vicki! Hello,
5: sir. How are you?
3: Um, I'm great. I need some good Wyoming energy on this show because you guys are normal. You're not a bunch of nuts like these New York liberals I'm surrounded by. So thank well, we you have, for the
5: call. We have a lot of space around us. You know, I wanted to make a a couple of quick comments, Uh, one directly to Ms. Tlaib's querying of Mr. Diamond of his bank.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: Corporate America. Okay. The editor of the Rolling Stone was on National Public Radio. He was being interviewed last week. He flat out said, as his parting remark, oil, gas, and coal are in bed with the Republican Party. That was his parting remark. Okay. Why didn't? When Ms. Tlaib asked Mr. Diamond, does your bank fund oil and gas companies? Why didn't she ask him, does your bank fund solar and wind companies or electric vehicle manufacturers? I'm going to ask this question. Mm -hmm. What companies are in bed to borrow from the uh, editor of Rolling Stone with the Democratic Party? And you mustn't forget there's a heck of a lot of venture capital investments that are a whole different ball of wax, but they're out there investing in solar, wind, and electric vehicles. So I only wanted to remark, she should have asked both questions.
3: Yeah. Well, listen, to an astute viewer and listener like yourself, uh, you see, you know, the angle here. You see the game being played. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people don't, and they're just there for the vilification of the fossil fuel companies, and none of them realize that that vilification actually hurts them in the long run. Vicki, we need to send you to Congress. I know you don't want to run, but give it some thought. Call back in in the future. We'll do some fundraising. We'll get you on the ticket. Daniel Turner shows up to agree with everything Vicky just said next. letting the music roll. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold the country together, but really is a mess. I'm bringing in big backup right now. Uh, Not only is the founder and the executive director of Power of the Future, but he's about to carry this whole interview because I haven't slept in like three months. Daniel Turner is here. And take it away, Daniel. I'll tell you when to stop talking.
8: (laughs) Jimmy, it is always great to be on. Let us just remind your listeners that the New York Giants have the best record in football right now as we speak. And I haven't been able to say that in, in years. Now, granted, <laughs> they're tied with eight other teams that are also 2-0. <laughs> but still, mm-hmm. we, it has been almost a decade since I've been able to say that. So that's a good start to the Friday. Yeah,
3: you ain't kidding. You know how they always say, like, as New Yorkers, we've got to be on the lookout for anything strange or unusual? Uh, well, yeah. the Jets won a game last Sunday. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like if that doesn't qualify, when you see something, say something. Like I called the cops immediately. I'm like, that doesn't look right.
8: What what is going? Joe Biden is president. The Jets are winning football. Like something strange is happening in this country. I don't I don't understand and, it. Well, if and you, don't, you and, don't, and if you don't,
3: and if you don't believe Daniel, look at the stock market. The stock market doesn't understand yeah. it. Oh my goodness! No, gracious. exactly.
8: Listen, hey, you know what? Who needs retirement savings anyway, right? I, I didn't want to. I wanted to work forever.
3: You know, you know, you know, you, you know, the market's doing bad when you log on to OnlyFans and there's 80-year-old women selling pictures of their bodies. I'm like, I don't know that this was the plan, uh, but here we are at hitgrannyandthefanny.com uh, because these guys just tank the whole damn economy. It's a mess, man.
8: It is. It is. I'm actually, and now I just glanced at the screen. Of course, I have Fox Business on in the background. And uh, yeah, down 610 oh. points. Uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, I was like, I doubt it will fall below 30,000. And now we're looking at, you know, we're bordering 28,000. So, oh, yeah, just every, everything is bad right now in Joe Biden's America. And it's totally predictable, mm-hmm. um, which is why uh you know they have to talk about uh, extremism of the republican maga republicans they have to talk about abortion they have to talk about uh white supremacy because if you ask the average person who goes to the grocery store uh, or or who's still filling up their car biden takes a lot of you know have you seen how much gas prices have come down mm-hmm. they're still 50% higher than when you took office. They were 100% higher. Mm -hmm. So you've given us – you stole a dollar from me, and you gave me back 50 cents. I'm not going to thank you for that. Um, And so that's why they have to talk about all these other subjects, because if they were really held to account this election on the nuts and bolts of their philosophy… Holy cow. We're in bad shape across the board.
3: You ain't kidding. Daniel Turner's on the line. I mean, we're talking about Florida could, heaven forbid, get hit with a hurricane next week. Okay, if a named storm uh, disrupts our supply chain when it comes to fuel, haven't we been, uh, I don't know, dipping into the strategic oil reserves, something that would normally be reserved for exactly this?
8: Uh, That's that's probably the most frightening thing uh, imaginable because – the strategic reserves, and I, the other day I was on one of your colleagues' show, and I and I did say, you know, it may sound like a small point, but it's important. Um, the, the Democrats have tried to rebrand this emergency reserves, emergency reserves. They're not an emergency reserves. They're a strategic reserve, yeah. meaning that you, you pull them out when there are strategic reasons, war, natural disaster. Biden used them as a hedge against his bad energy policies, and because – Gas prices were through the roof, and his advisor said, well, we have to do something to look like we're paying attention, so let's release the reserves. Well, we're down to 40%. We have about 20 days of reserves. We're supposed to have two months of reserves. So, yeah, I mean, worst-case scenario, if you get that perfect storm – Ugh. I just, you know, you just look at all these things happening and you say, where is it? Is there anyone who's an adult in this administration? No. Right? Is there anyone who's looking at this saying, you know what? Like, maybe we should stop doing this, guys,
3: because uh, cause things could go bad. Well, uh, listen, if anyone's having that conversation, their name is not Rashida Tlaib. Um I played the clip earlier of her talking to Jamie Dimon. It's that, so this is my question for you. I, I it's clear she doesn't understand, you know, climate or banking or anything in between. Uh the what I was trying to explain to my listeners earlier is if people right now listening to the show look around the room they're sitting in, everything they're looking at. I almost pretty much everything in the room is made in some capacity with the use of fossil fuels, petroleum and stuff like that, correct? Mm-hmm. So including her fancy
8: lucite glasses. Yes.
3: Yes. Thank you. So the point is, when you say "Oh, you can't finance this stuff anymore, she, does she not understand that that is wiping out and would ultimately create a scarcity of product that would crush everybody economically?
8: Yeah, and that is why Jamie Dimon uh, said that that would be a a, a hellscape or or a hellish future for America. And she got very indignant about that. Look, I shouldn't say this on the air because it may come to fruition. It would be very hard for me to get invited by Congress to testify and actually show up because I have such disdain. for. You know, I am not a huge Big Bang fan. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. This is not kissing the rear end of Jamie Dimon. But I know who Jamie Dimon is, and I know how many people he employs and what his company contributes to the economy to lower himself, to stand before Someone like Rashida Talib to be questioned by these people who are not just morons, but who are bitter, angry, partisan morons to sit there and say, lady, you are so damn stupid. You have no idea who is sitting before you. I'm going to give you this 17 part complex question, and I want a yes or no answer. <laughs> Screw you, lady. You know what? You're not my boss. This isn't a trial. I didn't do anything wrong. You're a congressman. You work for us. And for these people to put Jamie Dimon and chairmen of Exxon Mobil and to, I would like to ask you a question. Oh, God, I, I have such disdain for the members of Congress, Jimmy. It drives me insane
3: listen I get it man uh, I, I played the clip for, and we had like it was so funny because you know the way she frames it is he gives her a no and then she's like well then you must hate people of color and our communities and everything and so I'm like wait what he, he employs them number one number two but it's like it's the, it's the only knee jerk reaction they have left is like my way or you're a racist and I think that's the reason though when you talk about like minority support for the Democrats they're losing it because yeah. that's not what anybody wants no one wants you know anyone to get out of bed and just call somebody racist on their behalf they want actual like help you know and annihilating fossil fuels ain't help no
8: and 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 driving up the cost of all good not going to help and look you want to say to Rashida Tlaib everything that you people want that you the left the environmental left wants is being implemented and look at the result right? The result has not been good. Now, you're trying to convince us that eventually the good will come, right? Mm-hmm. As, as as little Cub Scout Pete Judge told us, you know, when there's enough pain, well, then we will turn the corner. So clearly, we haven't experienced enough of that pain. So okay. what would you want to do different, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, right? Look at the cost of all goods and services. Look at the, the state of our economy. And you want to double down on this? Um, so just to deal with these people who really don't understand the way the world works. And finally for Rashida and for the entire squad, you know, in case they haven't been watching the news, every day several hundred Iranian women are are getting beaten as they're trying to take off their hijab and mm-hmm. protest the regime. Mm-hmm. And they've all been absolutely silent. Not a damn word. Not even this administration, not no. the very anemic Jake Sullivan, doesn't all the Biden national uh, security and diplomacy team, don't they all look unhealthy? Like, like Anthony Blinken, the man without an H, he's always looking around like he's nervous and scary. Jake Sullivan, just like, Do you want to give that guy a, an orange? Be like, dude, here's a little bit of vitamin. They all look like haggard and sunk chested and, and tired. And I mean, they inspire war against America. If I saw Jake Sullivan and Anthony, the man without an H Blinken, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the strategic res- uh, diplomacy team? Holy cow, let's invade America. <laughs>
3: oh, no. We look like the, te- the the football team that gets off the bus and they're just like a ramshackle. The jerseys aren't tucked in. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, oh no. Oh, my God. Because we used to get off the bus with a yes. presence in this country. You know what I mean? You'd hear the cleats hit yes. the pavement and you'd be like, oh, we're going to lose by 48 today, honey. Now we're the team. Yeah. We, yeah, now we're people are scheduling us as a homecoming opponent. This isn't good. Now, the head
8: coach, when he's done giving the presser, stands at the end of the podium and shakes hands with nobody and looks around the room and is trying to, Coach, this way, coach. Come on.
3: Biden's giving a win one for the what's his name speech. <laughs> you know the thing. There's not a gipper. We got to win one for the what's his name. The guy who runs that thing oh, over there. We got to win one for him, Daniel awful. Turner.
4: It you is. It's what, bad. Me- Go
3: ahead. Jimmy Fallon, if
8: President Trump had showed up late to the Queen's funeral, don't you think they would still be talking about it it today? Oh, it's disrespectful and women um, and
3: the war on women. It was a King's funeral. He would have been there. Oh, my God. CNN
8: headline, did he show up late for the Queen's funeral because she's a woman? Mm -hmm. Let's discuss. You know, to talk (laughs) about this, bring in our next... (laughs) panel of losers Trump's Um, yeah just just pathetic Um, so that's why we have to tell jokes and laugh Jimmy because otherwise we would go insane
3: yeah no I'm with you Daniel Turner that's exactly what we would do well you made a point earlier about the oppression of the women in Iran I do want you to know that someone did speak out about this Joy Behar uh spoke out on The View and said the abortion conditions here in America are on parallel with the women in Iran (laughs) again I'm with you Uh, Uh, But is there a dumber show on television than The View? Like meaning a less informed show?
8: It it really is remarkable. um, And it's remarkable that that it has the audience it does. Um, I, I like to think it's a little bit like watching you know Wednesday night smackdown that it's just great entertainment and you just enjoy you know watching the bodies collide and you it's just fun um but if anyone really thinks they get their news or their opinions from the view well people do and that's why I look at the state of our country right and mm-hmm. look at look at the intelligence of our voters but mm-hmm. just to see five incredibly angry uh, and just dumb, dumb individuals is really just remarkable. And quite frankly, after a while, you get tired of it. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but the issues I know, I know. And and boy, yeah. you just listen to people talk and it's like, I, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time with you. You're just a moron. Well, that's and, what I was going to say, you know,
3: Daniel. The people who are the least informed are also the most self-righteous. You know, whether it's Twitter or TV or anything, the people doing all the yelling and like literally trying to shame us. You know, there's a montage we play on the show about vaccine shaming. And it's got like Schwarzenegger in it. It's got Whoopi Goldberg in it. It's got Biden in it. And they're talking about how we have to shame these unvaccinated. It's, It's time to stop coddling them and shame them because unvaccinated people are the only ones getting COVID. And again, yep. we know that's wrong. Everyone who's been boosted 35 times. I mean, Joe Biden has been boosted to the point that it's like acupuncture at this point. He's had about 9,000 needles. He's also had COVID three times or two times. And, but but that's self-righteousness, it doesn't know any self-awareness, meaning they'll be wrong. They'll yell and scream. But there are women in Iran are literally getting, like, stoned. They can't drive. They can't go to a library, okay? I'm going to go out on a limb and say they'd make peace with 12-week abortion. <laughs>
8: Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you don't really understand the suffering of women if if, if – you look around the world and you see what other women and other minority groups are dealing with. Yep. Uh, it's a great point you raised about the the, the vaccine shaming, right? I, I think Biden was just close to saying we should we should sew some sort of very recognizable symbol on their clothing, <laughs> oh, so when they walk around, we can identify them more readily. The the, the level of, of shame of well, and remember how often did Biden say it was a it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes, all the, all that stuff has come to be not just wrong, but 180 degrees knowingly wrong. And yet until there's some accountability, uh, you know, until people who perpetuated lies are held to account, we're never going to have uh, uh, the reconciliation we need to move forward.
3: Yep. Last question. The Giants are hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. <coughs> uh, listen, there's no Dax Shepherd. Shepard. Uh, the Giants are 2-0. and Things are looking up. They've got a, a dance-happy coach uh, you think the Giants roll to three and That's the only that's really all anyone cares about. It's a football Friday on this show.
8: Well, Dallas is one and one, and so you know they are playing at, at Giants Stadium. Uh, I'm gonna obviously put all my money on the Giants. I, I even think I will I, I think we will hold them to no touchdowns. I'll give them two field goals but, but no touchdowns. So yes let's, a, go, let's go that brave.
3: Listen, it is a one point spread. So all you need to do is show up and win the game. And all of my people get out of this thing alive, okay? So I'll, yeah. listen, I'll buy in. I like, I like the confidence. I like the faith in the defense you showed here too. Um, I think I like
8: b- to see New York sports back. You know, between watching Aaron Judge and yeah. the, the Yankees, I feel like it's 2000 again, where you believed in this team because you knew they would always win. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York sports is starting to make a comeback. I hope because boy, it's been a rough couple of years. So it's great yeah. to see.
3: Well, it is. It's uh, Aaron Judge. I'm trying to go Sunday night with the link, man. We're going to go to the Bronx. Um, assuming he doesn't oh, hit, f- if he doesn't hit five home runs in the next two days and ruin and break the record, then those tickets are useless. Uh, but but I, I there's a thing, I'm,
8: and Lincoln's like six foot four, right? So he yeah. should catch the the ball no problem. If
3: I put Lincoln in a '99 jersey, people would think he was Aaron Judge. I could like pawn him off as Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I could walk in the players' entrance, sign a couple of autographs. Well, that's the that's the problem. If the market doesn't rebound today, I might wind up selling Lincoln's tickets if Judge is on par to break the record. <laughs> Not my well, s- i pay
8: for your electric bill for the rest of the year.
3: <laughs> Way to go, Biden! I'm gonna go watch the game at a Hooters. He'd sign up for that he's a dirtbag all right good stuff man keep playing good ball go giants i'll see you soon brother thanks jimmy always a pleasure you're the best daniel turner the living legend we're back after this
2: it's the show that never hits the books
4: i love the poorly educated
2: you're listening to fox across america with jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallow. We're heading down to Oklahoma, everybody. If you're listening on KRMG in Tulsa, we're going to be there. It is Friday night, October the 7th. We'll be doing the show from KRMG. Uh, We're going to be at the Cape Brewing Company, Friday night, October the 7th, from 4 to 6 p.m. It's a hang with your radio, buddy. It is free. The River Spear Casino Resort, partnering with KRMG to make this magic happen. You can register, get all the info on krmg.com or the KRMG app. Saturday night, still in Oklahoma. If we haven't gotten kicked out from partying with Levi May and the KRMG crew, uh, Saturday night, uh, we will be heading over to Enid, Oklahoma. Everybody listening in Oklahoma City on the Eagle, uh, we're going to be doing an event, a live stand-up event, uh, and that's a wild one. It's going to be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. 7 o'clock show. Doors open at 6. Uh, tickets available for that at TicketStorm.com. You can hang out with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Our events, I hype them like crazy on the show because if you go to one, you'll feel like you're a part of something magical. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the crew. The crew for the show is amazing. It means a lot to me when I come home and, you know, again— sometimes I get to bring my family, sometimes I don't, you know. And if I'm spending time away from my family, like it really has to be worth it to me because I'm like one of those weirdos who actually likes his family. There's like three of us in all the broadcast media. I'm one of them. So if I'm going to be away from Jenny and Lincoln for a night, uh, it damn sure better be worth it. And it always is. Our crowd is hilarious. They make fun of me. They make fun of Gutfeld, talk fashion. They talk about the show. They talk to me in drops like, he's a lousy dad, but he's right. You know, you're all funny. So, you know, radio's weird. You consume it alone most of the time. And I was saying this yesterday. It's like we're all the Unabomber when it comes to radio. We're just in our cabin doing our little thing, working on our manifesto. Well, it's good to get out there once in a while and see your fellow Unabombers. Have you ever had a checkup? No, I'm telling you, it's a good thing. Don't drag me out of here. The point is, Friday night, October 7th, the Cape Brewing Company in Tulsa, Saturday night, October 8th, the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Tickets for that at Ticketstorm.com. Another comedian, Charles McBee, stopping by next to have a grown-up talk about the border on Fox Across America.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is the big, bad, one-and-only, high-flying,
3: death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Promising you no pedophilia jokes in this hour. What the hell did you just say? Well, I make that point because I just want it to be clear that I am a talk show host. And not the president of the United States, Joe Biden, who is doing a live event right now. Just made a joke about a chick in the audience uh, getting to know him when she was 12 and he was 30. Uh, Weird. Josh, take it away.
4: But guess what? We got a lot to do. I say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway, back up, you creep. What? I mean, did you hear that? We go back a long way.
3: She was 12. I was 30.
6: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: We're going to discuss it with Charles McBee. Uh, we can get to your your calls, text tweets, Carrier Pigeons, 888-788-9910. Uh, but there's so much to discuss in this hour of actual substance. But again, there's always this looming backdrop when you elect a guy who's been in Washington since Washington. Okay, America's 246 years old. It's like a year younger than Joe Biden. Okay, he gets out there and says a lot of things like this that are really icky. Biden's lost his marbles. And I can tell you, if you've ever lived through it, the reason we speak to it on the right is not, it's really not, I wish people understood, it's not political points. It's not like, oh, we just want to make the guy look bad. Yo, his policies look make him look bad. If Joe Biden was 22 years old and show, sharp his attack, he wouldn't be polling any better, okay? He's not polling historically low because he's, you know, 100 years old. He's... Polling historically low because he absolutely sucks at the job. Tell him like it is. Okay. On every major front. But there's this other coat of paint on this presidency that to all of us, it's like it's uncomfortable. We joke about it as like a coping mechanism. Because if you have had a relative in your life who was in an advanced state of cognitive decline, you know at times they do lose their filter. They do say really weird things. They sometimes just snap on people and put them down in weird ways.
4: You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier.
3: You know, you just don't know what the hell's going to come out of their mouth. And here's a news flash, Neither do they. Make sure the
4: television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone.
3: You know, it's a mess. And the point is, when you start getting into, like, pedophilia jokes... Yeah, he's going for a laugh, I want to believe. But at the same time, I don't spend a lot of time on the subject. But Ashley Biden, if you're familiar with this disgusting, horrible story, details at great length the fact that Joe Biden was taking naked showers with her when she was a minor. That's not right. And openly says, yes, I think I turned into a sex addict because I was sexualized by Joe Biden, okay, that's a thing. Okay, you don't really hear about it in the media, but it's an actual thing. Okay, and I don't like to talk about it, but apparently
4: he does. Play the clip again, Josh, please. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. (laughs) We go back a long way. She was twelve, I was thirty. But anyway, (laughs) this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Any rate.
7: he should be behind
4: bars.
3: Really creepy stuff. Really, really creepy. I'm not going to delve on it. This is not the pedophilia radio hour. And I like this job. I don't need to tell these jokes. I wouldn't mind being employed for a few more days. I get, you know, I got some bills to pay. You never know how the football bets are going to work out this weekend. Uh, but here's the deal, man. The centerpiece of the news cycle for the past 10 days, I'd probably say 2 weeks, if you care about substance, The centerpiece is always the economy and immigration one and two. Okay, when it comes to immigration, you know, what they called a stunt by Ron DeSantis to relocate migrants, and it was, you know, actual human trafficking, you know, all of that is designed to do what? To get your attention away from the fact that there is a catastrophic failure at our border. And when you're this close to an election, not only do they want to change the conversation— But they want to play defense when they can't. So what happened this week is, you know, they've trotted out Biden to do a little bit of, you know, events. He's not going to be doing many more after the pedophilia jokes he just made. Okay. But they also trotted out Kamala to start doing some interviews, doing a little media. Kamala's awful with her weird
5: laugh. (laughs) Ha
3: A lot of people feel that way. Okay. But when Kamala was talking to Vice News... I'm going to play a clip here in a minute and asked about the situation at our border she did with Corinne Jean-Pierre tried to do. She did with Joe Biden tried to do previously, which was to go out and blame Donald Trump. OK, no, you don't understand. Yeah, it's a stunt. He's a human trafficker. And the previous administration screwed up everything. OK, yeah, it's a, not even close, not even a little bit close. OK, the previous administration, I don't care if you like Donald Trump. It's not my job but Donald Trump cut illegal border crossings by 80%. This administration repealed all of his policies and has sent it through the roof. Okay, but here is Kamala trying to pass the buck. Clip eight.
1: There was a bus of migrants that was dropped off in front of your home. Also, Governor DeSantis flew migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Can you understand the political point that
6: DeSantis and Abbott are trying to make here? They're playing games. These are political stunts with real human beings. Who are fleeing harm. I think it is the height of irresponsibility, much less, frankly, a dereliction of duty when you are an elected leader to play those kinds of games with human life.
3: You don't have a clue. Okay, understand. You're talking about playing games with human lives. He put them on air-conditioned buses. Okay, when you talk about playing games with human lives, this is an administration that didn't even acknowledge 53 migrants that suffocated to death because they were smuggled in the floorboards of a trailer. Okay, this is an administration that has never said a word about an open border that's led to 30% of the women crossing it getting sexually assaulted. You think about playing games with human lives, we've had over 115,000 Americans die this year from poisonous fentanyl that is produced in China and makes its way across our southern border because this administration isn't securing it. We have testimony on Capitol Hill that the, they have lost operational control of three sectors of our border. What that means is we have so many migrants, good people that are fleeing real oppression, trying to get into the country because they know they can coming here. It is illegal. Some will seek asylum and have it granted and technically be legal. But the point is, the fact that they're not going through the proper legal channels, getting in line and immigrating here legally means our resources to defend our border are overwhelmed, which means people are dying because of the other things that cross the border. Okay, you should be allowed to say that without having the Democrats reduce this to you don't like brown people. You're playing games with people's lives. Yo, playing games with people's lives is watching them drown in a river because of your border policies and not doing anything. But here she is again, where the politics are always more important than the people, talking about the Trump administration. Clip nine. What is that
1: solution? Can you understand the frustration, though, that Americans have about the situation at the
6: border? It's not a monolith. There are, very, there, there are a variety of components to this. One is the fact that under the previous administration, they decimated A system that was designed to address immigration—that is a lot. Spending in the last 18 months we've been in office, spending a an incredible amount of time and work and resources to reconstruct that system. That is
1: balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm.
3: Yo, they decimated the system. The system was working. Do you understand? We're not talking about legal immigration. We're talking about illegal immigration. And again, I want everybody listening. If you just turn on the radio right now and you've never heard this show before and you're like, wow, this guy sounds a little nuts. I think I'll stick with it. Give it a go. See where it heads. OK, this is fascinating. He must have the real host tied up in the corner. Surely the studio door is going to swing open. Law enforcement's going to drag him out. We're going to get the other guy back. I want to hear this play out live. OK, that's the appeal of the show. It doesn't sound like I'm the real host. It sounds like I'm a lunatic. And I get it. But if you're listening to me for the first time, hey, hi, hello. You're not my enemy. Okay, just another American like me, we play for the same team. We might have different politics, different ideology, but I don't hate you for it, and you're not supposed to hate me for it. The point is we all get dressed in the same American locker room and play for the same American team. It doesn't feel that way, but that is our reality. Okay, that is our reality on paper. Okay, the border issue is significant to you because it's the front door of your American house. Okay, like you lock the front door of the house you happen to live in, you're supposed to lock the front door of the house that is your country simply because you need operational control of who can come in and who can come out. Okay, put it to you this way. Okay, if there's a guy standing at your front door with a severed head, you're probably not going to say, hey, honey, turn off the movie. we got a nice man out here. We're going to let him in. No, you're going to lock the door. Okay, and I am not equating anyone coming to our border as the guy out on your stoop with a severed head. What I'm saying is there are situations of adversity For us here in the country that you wouldn't mind having a door to keep out. Okay, look through the peephole. Decide if you're going to go put your fingerprint on the safe and bust out your rifle. Okay, whatever you got to do. Okay, but we're dealing with a situation at our southern border where the door isn't even attached to the house in three major sectors. And they're not concerned with that because this is strategic. They don't look at the border as a failure. We do. Like, I was a failure. People are dying. Two million people came across the border illegally. Democrats looking at this like a win because they're like, well, they might vote Democrat someday. That would be amazing. If we bring people into the country illegally, they become more reliant on the government, which means if we ultimately grant them voting rights, you've seen the legislation floating around Washington to do so. It means they're going to continuously vote for the people cutting them a check. Republicans aren't racist by saying they want legal immigration. What that ultimately does is, is it gives people an opportunity to come into this country and be a part of it, to contribute to it, to pay taxes, to get jobs, to not be on the fringes, to be living a life where they're not taken advantage of. Do you know how many illegal immigrants get taken advantage of, work days at a time and don't get paid by their employers, you know, or maybe don't have insurance, they get in an accident, okay, and stuff of that nature? And not only does that screw them, but it screws the regular you know, legal you know, citizen here in the country. Okay, and it's through no fault of their own. That they flee their countries. Their countries are horrible. They're horrifying. These are good people. 99% of them who want to make a better life for their family. They don't have that opportunity there. They have the opportunity here. So we should be encouraging them to come in a legal, humane way. But we're not doing that because the Democrats don't care about these people. Again, every single person who freaked out because Ron DeSantis put immigrants on an air-conditioned bus said nothing, nada, zip, zero, zilch, when people were suffocating in trailers. Remember that. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre, again, Go into the last administration, clip 10.
9: It is so inhumane, because while we're trying to fix a problem that was decimated, an immigration system that was decimated by the last administration, they're not coming up with solutions. They're using children, they're using women and families as a political stunt, as a political ploy, because they don't want solutions at all. I mean,
3: think about that. OK, she is lying her face off. They don't want solutions. they not at all. Are you kidding me? You can't handle the truth. OK, they're pushing solutions. They're saying bring back the Remain in Mexico policy. Enforce Title 42. Build a wall. They say it every day. They've been saying it every day since it's been repealed. OK, but the Democrats have incentivized illegal immigration By losing operational control of our border, by incentivizing the type of journey that gets women sexually assaulted, that sees families drowning in rivers. That's horrible, dude. People suffocating in trailers. Dude, it's a mess. And rather than tackling it head on, which is the whole point of the DeSantis shipment up to Martha's Vineyard, they're just trying to pivot to, well, racism, stunts, human trafficking. It's not solutions. There's a solution. It's get every one of these jackasses out of office.
7: Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, here I come I'm going to Martha's Vineyard, Mother's Vineyard, here I come They got some crazy rich white liberals there who say I am not welcome I'm gonna be sneaking across the border just after nine To be Sneaking across the border It's open all the time With my girlfriend and our baby And a bottle of Corona with a lime Well, I might take a train I might take a plane But I didn't kill the wall Because the guy's insane I'm going to Martha's Vineyard Martha's Vineyard, here I come
2: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on the radio. I'm going to be doing it on TV when we get off the air today. I will be on Fox Business tonight. With Brian Brenberg. That is a 535 hit on the East Coast. But wait, there's more. I'm coming up with Jesse Waters, going to be on Waters World tonight in the 7 p.m. hour. Emily Campagna will be there as well. We are getting together for a game called Sink or Swim on Jesse's top rated show. Highly rated, that's what Trump would say. Highly rated, top rated. Uh, It's going to be a great one. Definitely check it out. Uh, You also need to check out this comment by Lori Lightfoot. She is the mayor of Chicago. OK, she's responding here to comments by the CEO of McDonald's, who said, people are scared to run a McDonald's in Chicago. Crime has gotten so out of control, people are in fear of their lives. She responds with, well, you should educate yourself. Here it is, clip three.
9: What would have been
5: helpful is for the McDonald's CEO to educate himself um, before he spoke. I'm going to look in, uh, on uh, productive engagement and not look in the rearview mirror.
0: Are you stupid
3: or something? She's criminally, weapons-grade stupid. Okay, so stupid. And understand, what is she trying to say there? I don't want to answer the question. You should educate yourself before you speak out about crime. What do you mean by that? thousand people are getting murdered a year in your town. What's, what's to be educated on? Okay, Democrats keep yelling about racism and racist cops. Not one of these homicides we're referring to in Chicago was done by a racist or a racist cop or anything in between. They're fighting the wrong battles. But rather than owning the carnage that's ensued under their watch, they just say things like, you better educate yourself. You know, racism, white supremacy. Why? Because they don't want the bill for their own failings. That's the thing. That's what they like to do. Don't ever forget, George Floyd should not have died. Absolutely not. Nobody watched that video and was like, yeah, this is cool. But what the riots took place, the Democrats saw them as politically viable. And they said, well, you got to understand, it's a systemically racist country that's been ignoring these people in these cities for the last 50 years. Okay. And what do all of these cities have in common? They're all run by Democrats.
1: Oh!
0: It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton
7: Joe.
0: 12 Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. so good it's like a drug
7: don't let my son smoke crack on me cause then he gets naked it always winds up on tv
0: elton joe coming soon to a retirement home near you
7: lost my damn mind i lost my damn mind now i can't
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Friday. uh, This next guest, not only a superstar comedian, famous and adored the world over, uh, but he's got a huge following in the animal community as well. Uh, Bixby Fallon's dog sitter. (laughs) Charles McBee is in studio.
10: Hey, hey, hey. What an honorable title. I'll take it. It's a good credit. (laughs) It's it's more respected
3: than comedian. It is. No, it really is. Any job. Everyone needs to know this because comedian is the only job that people ask you to do when they meet you. Right. You yes. I mean. Oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. Nobody ever says, pull a tooth. Yeah. Oh, you're a dentist? Perform
10: surgery. <laughs> Do me a favor. Also, comedians need to cut it out because we complain all the time about how we're the least respected art mm. form. We're the least respected art form. Take a look at some of the comedy clubs and the names of the comedy clubs and then get back to me on why we're the least
3: expected <laughs> art form. Oh, you're performing at Yuck Yucks and <laughs> Knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a jackasses. Right. Right. yeah no, you make a good point, Charles mcbee. put on your headphones, Joe Biden just said something a few minutes ago that I need you to weigh in on All right. so he's doing a live event right now they're do they've they've come up with this strategy, yeah. Where they're like they're they're throwing him out in public now. I, you know, he's trying to, I think, beat back the perception that he's not in charge and, you know, that he's unpopular. Yeah. And Biden, to his credit, I will say this. Um, you know, he's been on the stump for, I think, three hundred and seventeen years. He's been in politics <laughs> a long time. Yeah. He has an act. Yeah. Like I on the rare occasion in 2020 when he was out there, you can see that he has some like old folksy jokes yeah. and some charming stuff. So he's trying to deploy a little bit of that here. Uh, but it's a little bit of a wild pitch as he begins addressing uh, a young woman in the audience. Take it away,
4: Josh. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was twelve, I was thirty. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Josh, just a bit <laughs> outside. He tried <laughs> to corner and <in> miss.
3: <laughs> but yo, <laughs> okay. First of all, my first reaction to that clip yeah. is the crowd. Yeah. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. They're like, yeah, yeah! way to go, right. Joey! Getting the youth vote. She can't <laughs> even vote. It's one thing to go after the youth vote. This is like a future star, this is like a farm team. Right. But uh, but uh, to be fair, mm. to
10: be fair, mm. if the last guy mm. were to make a joke like that, we'd be all going, ah, he's being funny. It's ah, people are overreacting. Oh, not on the, left. the left would have been like, hey,
3: he's banging little kids. The left would have.
10: No, but I'm saying you're the, the ba- his base, the uh-huh. right, would he's have been like. Trump, the Trump base. The Trump base. Oh, this, they would have be been f- like, oh, he's just joking. It's fine. Blah,
3: le- blah, blah. you le- Let me be very clear. Everybody in both parties overlooks too much. And I, I concede that point. point second. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's why I always think people in their bubble are misleading themselves because yeah. their priorities aren't the rest of the country's. Like a lot of people think like Trump's going to run again and he's going to win because Biden's doing bad. I'm like, you don't understand how much people hate Trump. Right. You know what I mean? And how many people, as much as they don't get out of bed worried about January 6th they still look at the visual of it and go, we can't let that guy back into power yeah. lest something like this could potentially happen. Now, it doesn't mean January 6th was what the Democrats sold it to us as, which was an attempt to overthrow the government. I mean, if you can overthrow the government, you are probably showing up with guns and people that are less than 275 pounds. I mean, half of the people, they were out of breath from getting up the stairs. Well, they know? weren't there to have a friendly conversation. No, no, I'll listen, I, I concede points in every single direction. I just think there's been a strategic repurposing. But the Biden thing, and I think the reason it comes up, is if you've ever been around an elderly relative that just gets to a point where they do have, you know, they lose a filter. Like, we've yeah. all had the grandmother oh, yeah. who's like, you look fat. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. What what are you wearing that for? You're you know to mean? bring your friends around yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He is definitely in a stage, just having been around relatives like that, where, you know, we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. Uh, listen, tell the joke if that's the joke you tell, but yeah. I don't know that that's the joke you tell in front of 2,000 people if you're all there. Right. You know,
10: I, but I also feel like uh, for a long time, well, at least in the last how, how long, however long he's been in office now, he's been listening to his very progressive, woke, gender fluid, whatever, all the things, mm-hmm. all the tears he's been listening. To everybody in his camp. Mm-hmm. And now that he's up again, now that he's like he's kind of you know, taking the steering wheel back uh-huh. and he's getting back into saying, you know what? I'm going to just do me now. Yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead and sit down. I got this from here. I've been yeah. doing this longer than you guys have been alive. Um, I'm just going to say whatever I feel uh, like yes. saying.
3: Well, I was going to say, and it does look like he's been doing this. For yeah, longer yeah, longer than than, than, we've he's literally longer than we've been alive. A lot of wild pitches out there. Charles McBee is in studio. Well, the big hot conversation in politics this week yeah. uh, is obviously the border, the relocation of migrants. Right. Uh, there was a comedy central host who spoke out about it. Not that you'd know anything about that, Show. No, what are you talking about? Um, but do you think – I wanted to ask you this. Do you think it is – because I do think strategically it was a good move by DeSantis and that I don't love the idea of people just getting relocated. But I can qualify that by saying they weren't ripped out of the Ritz-Carlton. They were sleeping on streets. Right. But bigger than that is the issue they're trying to draw attention to is like a, it's an issue like people I think we really take for granted, like the border, like these poor people come in here really in a bad spot. Yeah. And it's like we empathize with them. You want to come here and make a better life for your family. Um, But no one wants to talk about like the collateral damage, which is, you know, if the borders open, you know, fentanyl is obviously a thing and the migrants that are suffocating, getting raped and drowning in rivers. So I actually think if we're talking about whose heart is in the right place. I actually do think DeSantis is a hundred percent right, but you have an opinion. Take yeah. it away.
10: I, now, now I was almost with you until you said whose heart was. Oh in no, the right no place. heart.
3: I say heart. Go ahead.
10: Uh, no, I, I, Go ahead. Why I disagree. Not? Why no, you say no? This is a game. Why you say no? This is a game of chess, checkers, and battleship, and sorry, all at the same time. It's a political. That, no, 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 hold on.
3: That's very good speak because you hear that and you are like, yeah, this guy's right. Chess, but what does that mean? No, okay. it's
10: he's playing. He, he's it's he's playing games with. Actual human beings. but you don't
3: think they want to? Sup- they want to close the border. If you, of course, okay.
10: We all want to make sure that the border is safe. Okay. Uh, they're not. First and foremost, both sides are not having an actual real conversation. They may be doing it behind closed doors, uh-huh. but they're not having an actual real conversation over border control. Everybody's just like saying what they need to say uh-huh. to speak to their base.
3: So you think it's like politics?
10: It's politics, uh-huh. and if you really wanted to, and I'm not saying that what he did on paper uh-huh. was wrong, but not really giving everybody a heads up. Not really no, no, trying no, to work together. But, like It's, it's but politics. Wait, but when
3: we talk about politics It's
10: evil genius as this mystery. Uh, yeah, okay, you're calling it evil genius. Okay, well, mystery, listen, uh, listen,
3: let's talk I'll about say. it. Because he did, they did sign a release to go on the bus. It's like nobody reports the full story. Everybody reports the part of the story that makes their side look insulated and perfect. And I think that's the bigger point you're making, is that we're not having a head-to-head conversation yeah, It's like Republicans are conversing from their reality. Right. Democrats are conversing from their reality. Correct. And in between lies the human casualty. Exactly. But is there anything funnier than the woke, tolerant, hate-has-no-home-here liberals of Martha's Vineyard? Of course. Of
10: <laughs> course. Listen, you will never get me to not admit how funny and ironic and ridiculous it is pointing out other people's hypocrisy. I 1,000% hate agree.
3: Hate-has-no-home-here, neither do you.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, the, the people living in— First of all, Tim Dillon had a great big—he's like, you don't send them now. It's out of season, right? <laughs> but the people in Martha's Vineyard, they're probably like, oh, wait, is, is my gardener— do I get a new gardener? What's happening here? Oh, like, it's so true. Oh, it's ridiculous.
3: all All of the tolerance talk and the diversity is our strength talk— they were gone in 24 hours. Yeah, they were like, not in my backyard, like, yo, not in my home Because understand, town. what everyone expected to happen, if yeah. you're watching this, is that we knew they'd get kicked out. Of course. We thought they'd wait like three days to no. lose out of the news cycle. No. There'd be a 3 a.m. flight out. They literally, on live TV, applauded. Out of here.
10: <laughs> and I'm fine with uh, exposing their hypocrisy, as uh-huh. uh, this other person said before. But. I'm not giving DeSantis this. He had a heart of gold nonsense. All right. This was a political move to expose the Democrats. I I think. And and all right.
3: This is where this is is where we differentiate. Okay, I think people that because I've been covering the border for like two years, I think the people who cover it, get it. Like if you go there and you it's 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 terrible, it's terrible, so bad, it's terrible. Like, and this is what I think when you talk about the hypocrisy, like they really did have 53 people suffocate in a trailer. No one said a word. The National Guard wasn't showing up. Nobody was sending the press. But 50 people at an air-conditioned bus. They're like, "That's we draw the line at Greyhound. That's how bad the reputation of bussing is, by the way. (laughs) 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 is one thing, but bussing. But Greyhound. (laughs) Have you seen the conditions on these busses? Peter Pan. I'm having forbid he sent them both Bus. I'm kidding. You're all fine companies. Charles McBee is in studio. Superstar comedian. Um, What I think is ultimately going to happen, because I do think there's a conference. And there is, like, it was successful in that we are discussing it.
10: We are discussing it. And we it. weren't discussing it. I just wish we weren't using human mm-hmm. beings as I wish they weren't there pieces. to be used. I wish that as well.
3: Which is what I think the point is. Um, but if you listen, you know, the migrants themselves weren't the ones complaining. The migrants, you know, there's like three people suing now because obviously a lawyer jumped in and was like, you know, we can make money. Saying right, right, this right. Is, do we have the clip of the migrants thanking DeSantis? It's a really good clip. I know you've probably even heard it because I don't play it anywhere but here. Obviously, there's uh, this guy doesn't speak for all migrants, and they're not you – know, <laughs> I'm not trying to do that thing. Well, one Spanish guy said right. it's cool, so what are we so talking like, about yeah, what are you, uh, What's but going on? But that's what yeah. politics is yeah. now. It's so reductive. Yeah. Well, there's one guy that makes our point, so <laughs> clearly they must be all on board. Josh, take your time, Josh, but I was from earlier in the week – and we played it and it was a woman – it was uh, a you know, correspondent saying they're thanking Ron DeSantis for sending them here. I just forget what it was billed as. It was at the top of the sheet like two days ago. I can look while I'm sitting here. We're talking to Charles McBee. I tell the audience everything. You know it's yeah. normal, You know, like the queen has a – she lifts her pocketbook and that's a signal to like behead this person. Right, right. I don't actually – I tell them I'm like, hey, I'm about to do the thing with my pocketbook, so duck. <laughs> I tell them way too much. Uh, but we're talking to Charles McBee about a lot of issues. One other issue I wanted to bring up. OK, because there's this thing we covered at the top of the show today. OK, you don't speak for the entire Latino community, nor am I asking you to. Uh, but the Democrats are down 30 points with Latino voters. My take, OK, is that they're prioritizing a lot of the wrong issues, meaning the big push heading into the midterms is abortion and climate change. I don't actually know anybody who's not a really rich white person who yeah. cares about climate change. Do you? Uh, no, no. No, really, no, no. No. I say it's a white privilege issue. If we were ever gonna talk like prioritizing the weather in thirty years, you're in a really
10: good place. There we and by we, some other place that I work at, uh did a segment on this very thing mm-hmm. where we went to um a very uh, some Long Island uh, the Hamptons uh-huh. and asked people about climate change and then we went to Brooklyn <laughs> and asked people about climate change and got two very different responses. Yeah. If you're privileged to be worried about
3: climate then you're doing great in life right Whenever now. Whenever I'm trying to get Oh Josh, you know what it was? It was Christina Landano from MSNBC. Do you have it? Take it away.
6: So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can't tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him. For having brought them to Martha's Vineyard, where they were, they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now, uh, and they know they're the lucky ones.
3: So again,
10: you, know, you I, take it away. No, I, I have a, uh-huh. I have a, an example. So uh, hip, I'm a hip hop head. For any hip hop heads out there their um, 50 cent in the game big Uh beef Uh you know back in the early 2000s right Uh one of the things that the game did to get back at 50 cent was 50 cent had their g unit clothing line Mm -hmm. he went and got a bunch of g unit clothing and put it on homeless people Uh throughout the the city so Uh you would go around and you see all these homeless people with gu in it Uh all over the place which devalued the the clothing right Uh now was it a good thing that he put Clothing on uh-huh. homeless people, sure. Uh-huh. Was it a crappy thing that he used them as political? Also not, the best. Pon- not good. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh,
3: uh, no, you're not wrong. But the migrants would disagree. They're happy. The
10: this Maya. one person who speaks for all no, the No, no, <laughs> the
3: she, she said she was speaking to all the migrants. It's the activists that get mad on their behalf. But this is why the activists, this is the point I'm trying to make, So I think we're in agreement. Uh, the activists who are calling DeSantis a human trafficker are the same people that just did the same thing. They just relocated
10: them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that, like The, the, the human the trafficking thing. Yeah. I'm not with that. The, so
3: they're yelling human trafficking as they literally traffic them out of town.
10: I hate when people use things like human trafficking. Yeah, because there's know, real human, human trafficking going yeah, on. It's exactly, a billion dollar
3: yeah. business at the border. Exactly.
10: Also and, and the whole thing uh you know they're sending they're still sending buses of migrants here to New York City as if that's supposed to scare New Yorkers. Yeah. A bus filled with migrants in New York is just called a bus. That's just <laughs> what it is here. <laughs> we don't care.
3: Oh, it's such a mess. Well, Adams was yelling too like Adams and Peter I know you're putting them on cruise ships. A- everybody's a sanctuary city till they're asked to have people over, you know. Well, that's like, the thing. And
10: yeah. and I just want to be technical on that because from my understanding that sanctuary cities are not necessarily bring bring whoever. It's more, hey, if you're here illegally, you won't get sent back, you won't get sent back if you go mm-hmm. to the cops about yeah. something. Or and, and
3: they were honest about that. You won't get sent back. You'll get sent You'll to get Cape sent Cod to, to live at a military base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all a scam. It's oh, it's the white man, McBee. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. Uh, well, listen, I've been trying you've been, you've, to tell you. <laughs> 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 McBee, that's enough out of you,
4: Charles uh. McBee. Get him out of
2: here. There he goes. Get him out. Back after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country.
4: Our country is in serious
2: trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Phelan.
3: Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. Radio party just about over. TV party just getting started, girlfriend. I'll be on Fox Business tonight with the great Brian Brenberg at 535 here on the East Coast. Then at 7 o'clock, I'll be joining Jesse Waters and his fabulous hair on Waters World. 7 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. Going to be a banger uh, if you want to do this in person. Uh, We just announced, man, these are big ones, and they're coming up fast. Friday, October the 7th, Cape Town Brewing Company. uh, That is with KRMG down in Tulsa, the legendary KRMG, And let me be clear. It is the Cape Brewing Company. And I keep calling it Cape Town because I just watched this whole special. Uh, It is the Cape Brewing Company. It is an amazing establishment. And I will be there Friday, October the 7th. Uh, You can register, get all the info at krmg.com, the KRMG app. And then Saturday night, I am at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. So if you're listening on 96.9 The Eagle in Oklahoma City, I'll be playing the Expo Center 7 o'clock Saturday night. Tickets for that at TicketStorm.com. It's going to be a wild one. Charles McBee is still sitting here in studio. He has done these shows with me. I mean, we've done, we have played everything. Yeah, Oh, literally. Firehouses, petroleum museums. Everything. Benefits, clubs. When you're a comedian, you know, you, you... you play like literally anything they can think of funerals yeah. anything you can think of somebody will hire a comedian yeah 100% and they don't always like bring you up in the best way possible no they're like terrible. Hey, we're raising money for this deadly disease here's a 20 minute video of people who've died from it who's ready for some comedy horrible i can attest to you the listener none of that will happen at either of these gigs <laughs> i'll give you so many other reasons to be sad i'm kidding it's going to be glorious And you'll all feel better about your own drinking problem after you hang out with a couple of radio people Uh, or comedians. I mean, that's the one thing about comedy. McBee, as you know, comics get off stage like heroes. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, the shine comes off the diamond and everybody's like, oh, this is just some sad guy who's going to watch dirty movies in a La Quinta. That's right. I get it. But you don't have to do that, folks. We can just hang out in person. Have a good weekend. The show is over. Pay up. Get out. Live your life. We don't care. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat, be a libertarian. We don't care. Just don't be a
2: From the Fox News Podcasts Network.
0: I'm Janice Dean,
1: Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the
6: sunshine.